Welcome back to another episode of the EFL Freezer Crowd podcast. As always, I'm joined by Andy. Afternoon. How are we doing? And Luke. How are we, chaps? Yeah, not too bad. In a week where Norwich take back the top spot, Paul Tisdale and Bristol Rovers go their separate ways, and Wyke and McGeady have a special connection, welcome back to the pod. Physically sick, to be honest. I'm, I'm rapidly falling out of love with football. I just wonder what's the point anymore, you know. I'm sitting here last week, pleased with a point against Watford. We've got Norwich, Brentford and Swansea coming up next. Thinking Cardiff, oh, there's potential for some points. 3-1 loss. Welcome yeah. to the life <laughs> of a Coventry City fan. And what a positive way to start our Valentine's Day episode, eh? I'm sitting here. <laughs> Speechless. <laughs> uh, no fight. <laughs> no fight. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, uh, that was a Mark Robbins post-match, was it? Yeah. No fight. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, but then again, Mick McCarthy's unbeaten, isn't he? Still over at Cardiff. When you're coming up against them at home, with Kiefer on the sort of form he's on, you need a little bit more than what fight you, anyway. Yeah, but what you don't do is you don't roll on the floor and let him walk through and score. Yeah, he sent Leo Ostergaard for, uh, well, I would say, a hot dog, but he probably had time to go and get a pie and gravy in that time that Kefa Moore's <laughs> left him on the floor and put the ball in the net, to be honest. Diabolical. It's getting a little bit tiresome now. Yeah, we knocked the ball around nicely. Looks pretty and all that. 66% possession. What's the point anymore? Put the ball in the net. He's heartbroken on Valentine's Day. Mm. I am. I am. And it's not good. It's really not good ahead of those three fixtures that I've just spoken about there. You've got Norwich on Wednesday. You're probably going to turn up and put 12 past us, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, if, um, if Morosi keeps jumping out like he did for that uh, second goal, I think we could be in for a, a long afternoon. Morosi's had that injury and he's he's been out for quite a few weeks and Wilson comes in. We start tightening up at the back. Looks quite confident. And then Wilson gets COVID and... Morosi comes back in and I think he's fit again now. I'd be very tempted to put him back in. It's, I'll be honest, it's a hard league and, and you've got to cut him some slack, but we just didn't do enough at the weekend and Robin summed it up, I think, how most fans felt as well. We were just so passive. Sounded like there's a few honest conversations going to be happening between now and Wednesday and uh, hopefully get something out of Wednesday, but you just can't see it, can you? Yeah, I get the feeling you don't want to talk about this one. So uh, I think we can move on to someone who does want to talk about their club. Andy, roses are red, violets are blue, Reading one, Millwall two. How's your weekend been? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I'll tell you what, it was good until I heard that. (laughs) You can't just throw something out like that. I was enjoying it and then just that happens. Really disappointing. You wish you'd lost. Yeah. Well, he would have just said it the other way around. (laughs) Yeah, well, we talked about it, didn't we? Turning draws into wins is important. And it uh, looks like we've started to work out how to do it. Unbeaten in six, two wins from the last two, four against Wednesday. Now two goals away at a, a top team in Reading. And uh, things are looking up. 
I mean, we've got some winnable games. It's sort of the opposite of Coventry at the moment. We've hit a little bit of good form and we've got winnable games <laughs> <Thanks>. coming up. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. I'll, I'll sum that up in a poem later on. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin our day. Yeah, rose are red, violets are blue. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> Coventry, we're better than you. Uh, <laughs> Most of the league. Most yeah. of the league right now. <laughs> I've seen that picture of Gary Rowe at Masterclass so many times online. <laughs> <laughs> was it a Masterclass? Well, those are normally used ironically, aren't they? But <clears throat> it really was this week. <laughs> he's won the key battles all over the pitch, really. And he's oh, he's made subs at the right time that the sort of fans were crying out for. Mason Bennett, I'm not sure how he's not been starting more games. Absolutely turns it on every single time. Linking up the play from the, the wingers and the forwards, that's just something we haven't really had. And obviously Smith's come on uncharted territory. He's brought on Smith a lot earlier than he, I think it was 60 odd minutes. So he's actually had time to do something. Yeah, you couldn't believe it. (laughs) It's one of those ones where he scores and he has a little look over at the bench. Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, uh, I think Kenza Hall may have picked up an injury, which is uh, not great. So maybe we'll be, maybe we'll be seeing Smith start again for once. I don't know. But yeah, just looking at the, um, at the goals I mean it couldn't have started much well we started quite well but then the absolute horror show of a goal not sure <laughs> I don't even know if anyone's really to blame though it's just a freak goal the keeper's not at fault for me he's, he's thrown it out to Williams who wants the ball Williams takes out an absolute age and then the Reading player has flown in to tackle him and it's just gone all the way in so you're thinking here we go Reading score goals <laughs> we don't score many but yeah, got back into it uh, late on. Smith, obviously, all the difference. And then a superb header from Bennett. But yeah, her injuries are piling up a little bit as well. Not in the territory of some other teams, but to have Sean Williams starting the game at his, his uh, stage of his career isn't the best. I mean, Keefton Belt came and did well, injured. Leonard, our player of the season, injured. And now we're having to start player coach Sean Williams. So we'll see what happens no. there. But George, <laughs> George Evans slotted in midfield and looked quite good. So hopefully he'll be there. But at the end of the day, I mean, if John Daddy keeps starting games, we're going to struggle. But as we've said on this podcast before, Matt Smith scores goals. <laughs> but yeah, onwards and upwards, I think. I mean, actually looking quite good for once. So I think last week you mentioned the uh, not favourable run of games because I'm not sure that exists in the championship, but... Certainly some some games that you could look to pick points up uh, coming up. And you just never know, do you, in this league? You just never know where you might end up come March. You don't know. You don't know, James. You, you, know, you don't <laughs> want to say anything. Some teams you sort of have a feeling. <laughs> and Carlisle haven't played again. No, they're forgetting what it's like to play football. Another abandoned game, frozen pitch. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm yeah. so glad I've turned up this week to be the butt of everyone's jokes. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, me. You didn't get a poem though, so <laughs> Coventry. Um, I choose, choose you. Was <laughs> that League One business? saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Carlisle. Uh, yeah, an- an- another game postponed, frozen pitch. Brunton Park is, is either, yeah, it's it's either frozen or <laughs> flooded. It's it's like a back of a uni student's fridge. Uh, I, don't, I can't I can't remember what it's. 
I, I clearly had a worse university experience than you then, lads, because, uh, yeah, Brunton Park isn't seeing any action. And I think we've got six games in hand in the, in the team at the top and we're outside the playoff spots and we're still favourites for the title. Yeah, to say sort of title favourites, that is a lot of games now to expect to win. And it's that classic, if we win the games in hand. Yeah, maybe that's acceptable when it's one or two. But when it starts piling up to half a season not played and everyone else is finishing theirs, it's like, well, A, it's a lot of games to go and win. And B, at some point, the league has to step in and go, like, it's an advantage in some ways to, to, to some teams. If Well, I know exactly what points we need now. Everyone else has played. We've had chance for players to get back fit. What are they going to do if we're getting towards the end of the season and someone's still 10 games short at the end? So just all sit around while Carlisle play their games. Yeah, as a as a fan who's been through points per game, James, probably in a better position. Yet. With yeah, yeah, I shouldn't, I should not be complaining too much. Would have walked that league, <laughs> with or without. I feel robbed, actually. To be honest, I think we'd have got more points than that. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know what three points feels like anymore. So, and you won't right. for three weeks. <laughs> yes, uh. kind of an argument. <laughs> No joke there, literally just having a dig there. <laughs> <laughs> you went fuck it for three weeks. Either, so, yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? Let's be having you! Delia, don't think she's been shouting that this weekend. Norwich back amongst the goals and, and back flying high up the top of the table again. Yeah, top of the league again, looking good. I mean, we're recording this just as uh, Brentford lose 2-0 to Barnsley, so that's where they'll be staying. And a uh, comprehensive win again. I mean, Wendy looking like someone who, as we've said before, shouldn't be playing in the division. Not fair. But um, yeah, it's not sort of fair to have him, is he? He could just drag them out of it and um, <laughs> just drag them out of it, kicking and screaming, some of them. Another good performance from someone who, Luke, you haven't been impressed with, uh, Todd Cantwell. Uh, I've never really rated him. Spends too much time playing Shouldn't FIFA. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he is one of those Marmite players, isn't he? That uh, He does stroll around the pitch as if he owns the place. Uh, and so when he doesn't have a good game, you get to laugh at him. But uh, <laughs> it's a superb goal from him today. But, I mean, it didn't look like... Superb um, goal, superb player. <laughs> I mean Stephen Fletcher for Stoke does he have a goal disallowed for offside every single week because I mean <laughs> he's, just, he's always stood there doing that celebration and goes oh no <laughs> not again I mean they did because he's got best. so old he doesn't he doesn't ever get he's, he's always goal side of the defence he's got to give himself a head start yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Norwich did their best to uh, gift Stoke as much as possible. It didn't look like they could see the Stoke shirts if they were wearing, you know, some sort of camouflage. I think it was at least <laughs> yeah. twice. They just, <laughs> just threaded the ball through to Fletcher and he missed one. And then Nick Powell scored the other one. But luckily, uh, you've got Pookie, Cantwell and Buendia scoring. <laughs> you don't really need anything else. When you say those three names, it really does sum up just how much quality Norwich actually have. Um, and I know they've been through this bit of dip in form, but not really fair, is it? And uh, bring on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man with confidence. 
Gus Hamer. You will see Todd Cantwell going up in the air a few times, I would have thought. Are we tuning are we tuning in then? Pay me ten pounds. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Tell me what it's like. <laughs> uh, or don't, in fact. I don't even want to know. I'm just gonna pretend it's not happened. <laughs> and uh as much complaining as I've done, I think if you're sitting there as a Bristol City fan right now, you're uh, probably feeling pretty solemn as well right about now. <laughs> now it's possibly the worst performance I've seen this season. It's, it was the oh. most one-sided man, men versus boys. Like Ismail Yassar hasn't quite looked like the £40 million player he's been stated to be all season. But it looks so easy for him. He was involved in four. One of them, one of them, he just kind of like half kicks it and it just ends up in the bottom corner. They that just was an incredible finish, that, to be fair. <laughs> that, it was like, it wasn't powerful and it wasn't placed. It was just both too good. I think it was neither. Yeah. It was neither, but, but somehow it, but still both. <laughs> <laughs> the analysis so far has <laughs> been super. <laughs> Lou Bowyer, is that you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talking about bad analysis, uh, did you see Zisco Munoz after the game said, oh, I'm quite glad we've won this one because it was a tough game. Were you watching the same game as everyone else? You've won 6-0. Give him a break. He's, he's just won 6-0. <laughs> You've said bad analysis. <laughs> yeah, but every single goal just seemed to get worse for them as well, Bristol City. I mean, the first one was, just, was funny, dancing down the right, and then it's just hit about three players and gone in. Then defence just went missing in the second one. It looked like it was a breakaway, but it wasn't. And they were just played in. Deflection, huge deflection on the third one. And Ken Semmer's got his second goal of the game after not scoring for over two years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not your day. Yeah. And even when they were 5-0 down, they were just massively caught on the break <laughs> to make it six. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Come on, lads, there's a goal in it for us today. <laughs> yeah, get, get one, we're in with a chance. <laughs> yeah, uh, you say that, and the sixth one came in like the 93rd minute or something as well. Yeah, pouring forward you never know in football, first. boys. Yeah. <laughs> we're still in this. No, they... They look a team. I mean, it's a it's a weird one because they have been in turmoil. They've got an injury list as long as your arm. A manager who looks like he's totally drowning every week, and I feel sorry for the guy because he just doesn't know what to say. And then midweek, they come up against Premier League opponents in the cup, put in a good performance, done over by VAR a little bit, and you're thinking, oh, okay, that could be a turning point. You just never know. And then. Uh, <laughs> well, I suppose the catalyst is probably one of their stronger players on loan from Fulham, Mawson, in the cup game. Obviously gives away a penalty, gets sent off and tears medial ligaments all in one movement, which is pretty <laughs> impressive. But, um, but yeah, another one to stick on the uh, on the injury list. At this point, sack your physio. But um, yeah, and then, then they turn up and get absolutely battered just when you think it could be a turning point in the season. I don't like laughing at clubs, but sometimes it makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, on the Watford front, I mean, there was another team crying out to play a little bit more attacking football. And it was almost like Cisco was under a bit of pressure already. So what does he do? He drops Deeney and Gray, something that people have been crying out for, and played a bit more attacking football. Pedro, Saar and um, Sam are all playing. And they beat what they score six goals. I mean, it's as easy as that in this league when you've got that quality up front. Yeah. He hid all the corner flags 
and uh, went foul out attack. What did Deanie say last week about just hit it to me? <laughs> yeah. What was that, after that. <laughs> yeah. Bloody right as well. I was just going to say about the uh, the physio down at Bristol City. Um, I read something recently that he'd been at West Ham and they had huge injury problems, so he left. He went to Arsenal. They had huge injury problems, and then when he left, Wenger actually put a um, like a bit of an investigation into what had gone wrong with the physio team. And now he finds himself as physio at Bristol City, and they've got a huge injury list. And you're thinking, hang on a minute. Common denominator tells me you're not really a physio. <laughs> We've got some charlatan in there. I mean, we don't want to libel the guy. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Just did. Uh, yeah, so this is, I, I can fix him. This is the guy who ruined Abu Dhabi's career. <laughs> <laughs> now he's down at Bristol City doing the same to you know uh, whoever Nathan Baker, Alfie Mawson. <laughs> it's all heating up down the bottom now, and a few teams look like they might actually have a bit of fight in them, and. Uh, after we wrote Wickham off last week, is it back on? No. <laughs> no, it's just not. No, it's not it? Yeah, it's t- <laughs> yeah. I don't know when they slipped away, really, because it's just—it's been a gradual process. Because every now and then you'd be like, oh, yeah, good, "Good performance." It was a good performance. They might have enough, and then suddenly the other week, I'm like, they're ten points off. <laughs> Normally, you say that about a positive experience. Uh, well, it's not happened quite as quickly as we planned for, but it's been a gradual process for us. <laughs> We're 10 points adrift. <laughs> You're right, though. I am um, obviously being someone who keeps an eye on that bottom section of the table now. I uh, I didn't quite realise how far off it Wickham were. Um, it's, it's a big result for them, to be fair. They've come back from 2-0 down. You have to show a little bit of fighting character to do that. And I think that is something that they've got. Perhaps not the quality to match it. But um, yeah, I, I still think it's all over for them, to be honest. Just uh, a matter of who's going to take up the other two spots. And well, right now, if, I wouldn't bet against Birmingham. Well, just before that, I'd just say, uh, Huddersfield have got to be dragged back into it after a result like that. I mean, you've got to look at them as much as Wickham. You're 2-0 up against the, well, the worst team in the league, I'll just say it. And uh, thrown away <laughs> like that. I mean, they're they're only five yeah. points clear of relegation now. I just feel themselves. So, it, like you said, it is heating up down there. I was going to say Twitter <laughs> admin sifting back through the uh, camera roll, trying to find that corner flag again for Huddersfield. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've used the corner flag thing a bit too many times now. <laughs> James will be happy, Andy, for you to mention those three clubs in the relegation battle because all you need is three clubs to go down. You need three clubs worse than you, and you're safe. Sorry, I've I've mentioned Wickham and Huddersfield. Oh, and Birmingham. No, 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 no I haven't said the word Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say Coventry. They, then. It, they play in a very similar place. <laughs> no, um, but seriously, not looking good for Birmingham or Karanka, who did say that he oh, said okay. if they keep playing the same way, they will come good. I said it doesn't look like it. I tour. Doesn't look like it. <laughs> I'm sitting here as a Coventry fan going, 
Yeah, keep playing the same way, Artur. You keep it the same. <laughs> uh, League Two promotion chase 2024. <laughs> Names on the cup, Artur. Race, race to escape the drop in the uh, Trillions Trophy. St Andrews Trillion <laughs> Trophy, couldn't it? Well, yeah, it could. Yeah, it could be a pretty bad atmosphere there at the end of the season. Or it could be party Sour. central. <laughs> party central both players sets of players on the pitch a few rent agreements being ripped up <laughs> <laughs> but I do think you need to give some credit to Luton as well who look like the the away team this season don't they I, I think the stat is something crazy like they've only scored seven goals away from home this season but they've picked up 17 points so I mean it just shows <laughs> you the, the amount of clean sheets they must have kept in those times although like we've said, I mean, it doesn't take much to keep a clean sheet against this Birmingham side at the moment. We were um, treated again this week to some uh, some more Friday night football, and this one was a derby day for those Blackburn and Preston fans. And uh, Blackburn feel like they're slipping away at the moment, and um, perhaps Mowbray not doing quite as well as maybe would have been expected to at this stage. Preston picking up a much-needed win. Yeah, I think Preston were good for it. Uh, a lot of the first half was just it, the pitch seemed really small because everything was going down the middle. Um, they were just playing it into Chad Evans, who was just falling over. He was going down as much as James's internet. <laughs> the one time they play it out wide, inside joke, <laughs> and the one time they play it out to to Cunningham, he's able to rifle it in from thirty yards. They're, they're away from Preston. Were one of the best teams in the league away from home, and they were just starting to drop off away. A good win at, in the Lancashire derbies, seen them. Uh, Signings are starting to work. It's uh, it's starting to look good. Yeah, I think that might be a little bit premature, that though, Luke. I mean, one point from their last three games before this. I mean, yeah, they did look good against Blackburn, but a bit early for them to uh, to be gelling like that. I mean, it's a Blackburn yeah. side that that really should be playing better than that. They've got Bradley Dack back now, who we thought would have a, a bigger impact than he has so far. Yeah, he was out for a long time, but... Armstrong is just they're just so reliant on Armstrong aren't they and and they're only scoring penalties uh it's not looking good for our old friend Tone is it <laughs> I've um <clears throat> I've said before and I will say again Tony Mowbray only knows how to play one way just put no someone up <laughs> where's your plan B Tone because you can't defend you never can no, never could <laughs> never could Everywhere he's been, same old story. (laughs) (laughs) And from a team devoid of any confidence, uh, we go to one that are starting to play with a little bit more confidence. It's Derby under under Wayne Rooney. The clash of the manager's youngest manager in the division against the oldest, Rooney or Nock. And uh, the young young pups got the better of the old dog. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But one player I did want to talk about from this game, you know, unsurprisingly is Lee Gregory who obviously had a great time at Millwall made the moves to Stoke and it just didn't work out he's been left out of the squad for months I don't know what went wrong there but Rooney needed another forward and he's seen something in him first start it was yesterday and a goal and an assist for him sort of won the game man of the match performance so and obviously we get to hear from Ian Holloway on the show we all watch saying that he plucked him out of obscurity when signing for Millwall yeah, he'd scored 30 goals in the conference, so I'm sure it was had clubs uh, lined up to sign him, but uh, there we go. And another thing good to see from that game, 
Colleen Kazim Richards. Absolute thunderstrike. Great goal. Yeah. Paul Merson was covering it on, on Sky Sports News and he said, oh, I, I couldn't hit it that hard. That's because you're 52, Paul. Forgive me if I'm not too enthusiastic about this. It's just um, it's just another team that are leapfrogging Coventry at the moment and uh, <laughs> <laughs> not exactly best pleased about it. Uh, they haven't Kazim leapfrogged them yet. They haven't leapfrogged Oh, they have. Sorry. Oh, they have. <laughs> Goal difference, that pesky goal difference. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. We are, of course, referring to Doncaster Rovers' luck in the penalty area. Save two against Lincoln the other week. This week, not so lucky. Lee Burge uh, keeping two out against Doncaster this weekend for Sunderland and uh, gave Sunderland the platform for a rather huge and probably much-needed win against a strong and informed Doncaster team. Charlie White scoring uh, all four goals and uh, all four assists coming from Aidan McGeady, someone who was left out by former managers due to um, what was rumoured to be to do with attitude and things like that. But Johnson gets him back in the team, giving him a run, and, and not only as it seemed to pick up for McGeady, it's also picked up for White, who's uh, absolutely flying yeah, when you've got a left foot like McGeady and you've got a six foot three Charlie Wyke, that must be the most easy thing to try and pinpoint when you're trying to defend against Sunderland. But it's, it's happened four times. He's put four crosses in and they've scored four goals. It's just as simple as that. Match made in heaven. And perhaps game of the day came uh, down at the Valley of all places. <laughs> don't, know I, don't know why I said of all places. But uh, yeah, Charlton 2, Gillingham 3. And um, one will definitely come back to at some stage, uh, a goal of the season contender from uh, Connor Ogilvy. And a red card as well for one of Charlton's main men in Chuck Zaniki. So there'll be a big loss for the next game. You know, I think some people we've spoken to weren't too sure whether Jaden Stockley would uh, hit the ground running as well for Charlton, but he seems to be getting in amongst the goals as well. So, And then you've got Burton down the bottom who have, I'll, I'll be honest, they're a team that I wrote off about three weeks ago when Jimmy took charge. I, I said it was too much, but now they're only two points off of safety. They've won three of their last four and it seems like he is doing a hell of a job there. Yeah, and on top of the good run, he's bought in, well, virtually a new 11 in transfers, um, even adding a couple of players over the last week, some good experience, to be honest, and uh, don't write them off. They uh, did a good job before and seemed like they, c- they could actually get them, get them out of trouble. Yeah, another team that are based around defence as well. I mean, that's one goal conceded in just four games now. So, yeah, don't write them off too quickly, Luke. Luke's quiz. Edit that in. (laughs) (laughs) Right, over to the quiz now. And the subject of our quiz is a man who's never lost his passion for the game. And he showed it this week by turning up to an under-23s game and having a go at the referee. It's Neil Warnock. Consistent, referee. Don't give them all day, man. Hey, give one in here, give one in here for fuck all, and then that one in here. 72 years old. He's been managing since 1980. Did you know that? And he's got his head in his hands. Right, guess how many clubs he's managed. For a bonus point. Well, then I'm not bothered. <laughs> 16 to get. Oh, I was going to say 15. 16. <laughs> oh. 
never said 16, actually. 16 to get. Andy to go first. It's still 4-2 to James in the quiz. Jesus Christ. This is tough, (laughs) isn't it? Clubs that Warnock has managed, off you go. Middlesbrough. (laughs) There's a surprise. Cardiff. As if I'd forgotten that one already. Good sign. <laughs> <laughs> really good sign. <laughs> I didn't have that. Um, Sheffield United. 16 clubs. Yeah, you've got three. Right, shall I carry on? What did you just say? Sheffield United, didn't you? I've said Middlesbrough and Sheffield United. And I've said Cardiff and Rotherham. 2016. Leeds United. Uh, a QPR. Uh, okay. Crystal Palace. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus Christ. Um, he must have done a few. Oh, 16, how many we got? Um, you got seven, nine more to go. You're getting into guessing territory now. That's what I was going to say, because if we've done the last 10 years or so, before then, it was just... At the moment, you've done the last 22 years. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They all just know <laughs> they're all nothing. No one knows. I've got This is one. where... Uh, I think I've got one, so pressure on James. He's got to get two here. <laughs> this, this is where going second does you in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I don't know. I really don't know. No, don't know. Burton Albion, because we've already spoken about them loads. It's right. It's right. It's his second club in 1981. Burton Albion's right. It's his second club. (laughs) (laughs) He's got mad. Burton Albion? (laughs) He was there for five years. (laughs) 81 to 86. I've I've heard myself say Burton Albion. It's echoed about four times in my earphones, and then I've heard nothing else after that point, until Andy (laughs) goes, yeah, well, I've I've got another one. (laughs) <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I must be right here. <laughs> and then he shat all over my parade by having another one. <laughs> um, Berry. Oh. Yeah, because he came out after, said some nice stuff after they uh, went. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go for another uh, northern club. I'll go for Barnsley. <laughs> oh, well... James is still ahead 4-3 in the quiz in the in the pursuit for a Coventry. Yeah, all right, right. But, but, but that is that's a great performance. And how did he get Barry? He is to the ground. You've just gotta know, haven't you? You've just gotta know. Engine. Talking of feet like traction engine, I think that takes us quite nicely onto our goal of the week. Boys, what have we brought along then this week? Quite a few good goals. Well, I've brought a ridiculous goal because I thought someone was bringing that that Ogilvy goal from the from the Charlton Gillingham game. So, I've brought a goal from Cambridge United, and I know what you're thinking. They drew nil nil to Southend. I was thinking it, that. Yeah, and in a, in a threes a crowd How podcast did you know? first. <laughs> In a threes crowd podcast first, I've bought a disallowed goal. It's just played over the top, a couple of headers, and Adam May for Cambridge United just slaps the ball into the net. 
absolutely ridiculous. He, he knows what he's done immediately and just runs off in kind of shame. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hilarious. I thought I'd seen it all in the AFL, but clearly there's always something extra. But Bucks as well, wasn't he? Deservedly. <laughs> Deservedly. I feel like there's a goal that's a, a bit too good to beat if you bring a serious goal. So I've got to bring a stupid one. You're absolutely right. I've bought a, uh, bought a goal along that's definitely better than that one. And it's your old friend, <laughs> Todd Campwell. Absolutely great goal <laughs> by a superb player, Todd Campwell. Beautiful little one-two. Hammered it into the bottom corner to set Norwich on their way. Don't need to say any more than that. What a player. That's going to get Andy's folk just to spite me now. Right, Andy, what have you bought? Well, I'm, I've changed mine now because, I mean, Connor Ogilvy has obviously got to, got to win this week. I mean, it's a goal of the season contender. Probably will win goal of the season. And no one's picked him so far. So, I mean, I know he's going to get a lot of praise this week. But not on this show. Matt Smith yeah. scored again. <laughs> <laughs> I said That's it just the sort of thing I again. needed to wear. Yeah, every time Smith scores, he's, he's getting a nomination of some sort. And he scored again, an important equaliser. It's you know it's one of those ones that he's, he needs to just poke it in just to finish it. But he's just smashed it into the top corner. Unnecessarily good from Smith. <laughs> Bit, bit annoyed you didn't choose the Gillingham one because I was ready to give it some stick and just call it a pot shot. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it anyway. Just, 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 yeah, well, no, yeah, but it's not as effective now. You haven't chosen it. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think um, as Luke, some reason has some sort of agenda against Todd Cantwell. It's hard to not <laughs> vote for uh, when someone brings him along on purpose just to spite him. So, yeah, Cantwell. Yeah, I did no get an agenda. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Luke did. Great goal, great player. Goal of the week. Todd Campwell. See you next week. <laughs> Luke, <laughs> Luke absolutely fuming at that. Well, when you bring the goal that isn't a goal, you get what you deserve. Yeah. And the, the justification for bringing the goal was that, oh, well, someone will bring the really good goal. No one brought mm. it. You could have um, said it. <laughs> Oh, Todd Cantwell's going to win. It's going to come back to bite me. Oh, I've deserved this, haven't I? Right, I'm going to vote for Matt Smith because <laughs> it's Matt Smith. But I feel like uh, James is going to vote for someone just to spite me as well. Well, I'm not changing mine. Yeah, I brought I brought Cantwell along and I'm sticking with Cantwell. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> Congratulations, Todd. There's your goal of the week. But the ball... It's grind! <laughs> it works at so many levels! Um, interesting choice of, of sound clip you've put in there, Luke. Any <laughs> reason for that ahead of the uh, high-risk, high-reward? Well, I was watching Simpsons, uh, and that was one of my favourite... We've got three big Simpsons fans here, and that's one of my favourite episodes. And that came up, and I thought, I can't not use it as a soundbite. And I was like, how can I possibly use that as a soundbite? I've got it. High-risk, high-reward. Someone's going to get hit in the groin. No. Player. Can I, <laughs> can I just ask, are you going to watch every minute of every EFL game just in case? Because I don't see how you're possibly going to know if that's happened or not. Be pausing it at certain minutes going, is that groin or slightly more thigh than groin? Not this way. How low have we become? <laughs>
That's the thing. It's high risk, high reward because not Come only has it got to happen. For football in the groin. <laughs> <laughs> not only has it got to happen, but we've got to find out about it. That's two things that's just you've got to not find out happen. about it. <laughs> no, 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 not we. Yeah, yeah. Not we. <laughs> you drag me into it. <laughs> oh dear. I'll move move on quickly. Right, Andy, what have you bought for high risk, high reward? Better than that, surely. Um, yeah, I thought it went to do with some actual footballers, oh, some players. They play in the league, you know, not just something based <laughs> off of a cartoon, something that happened in 1994, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but James, you're laughing now. Will you Don't be laughing in a second? Symptoms. Will you be laughing in a second, James? Something happened for Norwich against Stoke. You know, Cantwell scored, Pookie scored, and Wendier scored. They're playing Coventry on Wednesday. Same again. <laughs> Pookie, Buendia, Cantwell, the main three. They're all going to get one again. Second time in uh, two games. You think, I know what you think. to Coventry. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But, you know, I know what you're thinking. That isn't that high risk. But, you know, I'll say it is. Well, no one's... <laughs> <laughs> thought you were going to actually then go on to be like, but they're going to score two each or something like that. You just gone, <laughs> but I'll say it is. It's literally just happened. So it's not that high risk. <laughs> yeah, but to happen twice in two games. Low risk, low They're reward. Playing Coventry. Yeah, bloody high reward. <laughs> <laughs> right, James, round it off for us. What's your high risk, high reward? It's um it's quite ironic that he's gone for that because he's picked something in the same game as me. Chance. And uh something which we failed to do uh, really in recent weeks. Yes, cool. win. Um Score, win, any of the above. No, we scored at the weekend. We're going to beat Norwich. We're not only going to beat them, we're going to keep a clean sheet. 3-0 Coventry. Stick that up your Todd Campwell, Emmy Buendia, Timu Puki. Right, there's some uh, pretty risky games then. So me and James are just going to be focusing on one game there. Luke's going to be focusing on every single game of football (laughs) that gets played this weekend. And not only focusing, (laughs) really delving into it. We're gonna we're gonna get a phone call from Luke on Saturday morning going, right guys, I'll take the championship. Andy, you take League One. James, you take League Two. Any footballs in the groin, you just give me a ring. Uh, Twelve iPhone screens okay. each. <laughs> Hundred and twenty quid's worth of iFollow garbage. Just for that. Well, boys, I think all that really leaves me to do is say thanks very much and I'll see you next week. See you next Monday, guys. Pleasure. See you next week. There was some stat, I don't know, Luke, if you've got it, Mr. Statman, but... (laughs) (laughs) You've got to give me more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you got a stat this week, Luke? Just any old one, yeah. Let me start again. But I think you've got to give some credit credit to Luton just because One in four people are left-handed. Oh, for <laughs> sorry, <laughs> delayed. <laughs> but I think you've got to give some credit to Luton as well because I mean they are just the away specialists in this division now, and I'm pretty sure. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! I was writing something down. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, not, but I think you've, right. you've you've got to look at Luton this year. They do just look <laughs> let's like be having you. Let's be having you. <laughs> <laughs>
Luton. Andy, got a good stat about Luton this week, haven't you? <laughs> Is there anyone out there with a stat about Luton? <laughs> I'm fucking crying. <laughs> Not doing it, man. Not doing it. That email again is freezeacrowdpodoutlook.com <laughs> for any stats about Luton. Get them sent in next week. <laughs> And you're right, it has been a mad week. And talking of mad, the Mad Hatters, Luton, being great away from... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck's sake. Well, boys, I think all that really leaves me to do is say, anyone who's got any stats about Luton, get them sent on in. And... uh,